FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 194 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason. The best I... The best there is at what I do do, Venable. And I'm joined by flashback co-host extraordinaire Cameron. But my do-do isn't very nice, Sinclair. Classic. Classic. And we are here for a fake anniversary show. Uh, (laughs) Four years of the podcast was almost exactly a month ago. And um, we're just, just a hair late, but uh, we know we, we did like a um, new show anniversary episode with Denise, and now we're going to do a flashback episode with Cameron. But we're also, because it's the anniversary, we're going to get to the episode, the flashback episode that most of you have been waiting four years for us to get to. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat is um, drooling in his. What do Canadians eat? Pancakes? Waffles? I don't know. That's a good question. But we're, it's time. It's time for Wolverine number one. The ongoing solo series is here. So that's pretty exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. But before we get to that, I do want to acknowledge, you know, the time we've put in the last four years. Um, and I kind of already talked about when Denise... Some of the things that the podcast in general uh, that I've enjoyed the, the last few years, particularly uh, the friends I've made on social media, like Twitter and stuff, talking about comics. But um, since you're here, I want to kind of narrow it down to the flashbacks. And so what are some of kind of like your big highlights for doing these flashbacks the last few years? If you have any, if you don't hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's been it's been fun interacting with some people some of the the twitter conversations we've had with a few people i think it's interesting that that you know more, certainly more you than me but but that i'm somewhat a part of some of the the conversations you've had with people yeah. all over the planet related to <laughs> comics i think that's a pretty a pretty amazing thing i i've enjoyed doing it i think having a reason to go back and, and read all these old comics old storylines uh, especially ones that I had never read that I'd read, I'd read, you know, randomly ones that I had, but right. actually going through and reading them start to finish. I mean, you know, you know, issue, issue by issue. Right. Um, it's, I don't know. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's very interesting. Brings a lot more depth to my, my love of the X-Men and Wolverine. And so, yeah, it's great all around. I think. Yeah. You know, I think for me kind of following up on that, the chronology is what's been such a treat for me. Because I haven't read all of the stuff we've covered in flashback episodes, but I've read a lot of it. But I always, I read it as I got it, whether it was right. the time it came out or a back issue I went back and got. I would just kind of read it and then file it away. And this is my first time to kind of read and go through Wolverine's history in order like I was reading it new. And it's been really cool and rewarding for me as one of my favorite characters, to see how he actually evolved as if it was a new reader. Like, seeing, like, where he started and where he's gone and, you know, 
how some changes were pretty big, but some were really kind of just gradually and not really changed at all. But it's just been really interesting to see his evolution as a character yeah. over these what, 14 years of comics we've covered now. Um, it's been really fun to see it in order and not just in kind of random chunks. So I've right. really enjoyed doing that. That's probably been my favorite part. Yeah, I think I think so too. It's always good to have an excuse to, to yeah. do stuff like this. Yeah, and plus, um, and I know you haven't been on all of the flashback episodes, but I mean, I, we've, I think we've explained before we've been friends for a long time and any excuse to have another thing to do with you is always fun. So I've enjoyed, enjoyed that part as well, but, um, let's not get gushy. Let's get, uh, let's get squashy. Logan would not appreciate this. No, uh, our sentiment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, cut it out, bubs. (laughs) So, but we're here, man. We know we had the mini series a while back. It feels like forever ago. Um, (laughs) But we're here for the regular series. And this, this, so going forward, this book will kind of be the main focus of the flashback episodes. We're still going to cover everything else, and especially the Uncanny stuff, but kind of dovetail through the lens of this kind of being the kind of the guiding principle of the flashback episodes from now on. And so I'm really excited to kind of to start this new chapter for kind of how the episodes will be laid out or yeah. whatever. Um, well, and, well, and once, once New X-Men was introduced... Or just X Men proper for yeah, a while. Adjectiveless is adjectiveless yeah. X Men. Um, it, it gets it, it all gets so messy because then you get so many comics <laughs> and Wolverines and everything and he's all over the place. And the nineties is just you know Wolverines on dangerously close to overexposure throughout the entire decade of the nineties. And there may have been times where he he hit well, that overexposure <laughs> for many people. I think for me, I don't know that I could get enough Wolverine, but. I, I think the the difference that'll be this time going through these is I didn't feel compelled to buy all of those issues. Yeah. At the time, I bought the ones I wanted, so there wasn't overexposure for me. I'm a little. It'll be interesting to see how I feel about it when we get there in the flashbacks, as I yeah. attempt to to read everything I can find, um, whether I still. Whether I experience any of that Wolverine fatigue or not. No. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good point. I don't know. But yeah, so so this this series becomes a it'll be a great driving focus. because also it's 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 it comes in and out of the the uh, the actual near, what's the actual timeline, I guess. Right. Uh, like Uncanny and, 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 and X Men that'll have a fairly similar timeline. They'll move around here and there. Right. Wolverine will kind of come and go forward and go backwards and kind of exist separately, but still be, I think, kind of the the center for if anything changes for Wolverine, this is where this is going to play out now. Yeah, I think so. Um, I can think of a few specific storylines where the Wolverine book crosses over with the X books and there's a big character change in the solo series that will have pretty big ripples on both uncanny and adjectiveless when it happens. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And it'll also be really fun for me, a little confession as the, uh, the chairman, I guess, of the podcast that goes snicked. Um, when I started the show, I made it my mission to fill in my gaps. 
for this series. So I, before I started the podcast, I had one through six of this series, and I didn't have anything else until like 34, 35. I don't remember exactly. And I didn't read them when I got them. I filled them in because I knew I was going to get to them eventually on the show. So there's going to be a few chunks of the solo series that will be first-time reads for me. So that'll be really interesting. And, um, you know, it's kind of uh, hanging my head in shame, you know, being the, the the host of the podcast that goes nicked. I probably should have read everything before. But it'll be interesting to, to see some of it fresh. You know, yeah. so and see, and you know, one thing about the Wolverine series that, in my memory, in my memory, it's a very up and down series. Yeah, we will see how that plays out to, you know, almost forty year old Jason. But <laughs> you know, my, my memory is that it was is is a roller coaster of quality. Um, so we will see. We'll see how that goes. But um, that's my memory as well. Yeah. I'll say this, when I, the first time when I got out of comics, going as we, uh, really as I started driving and started doing other stuff and comics kind of slowly went away until by the time I got to college, I quit reading until, and didn't really pick up again until after college. But um, Wolverine was one of the first books I dropped. Even though I loved the character, the book felt so inconsistent to me at that time that I was like, okay, well, I'd rather read the X-Men, and if I'm going to buy two or three comics, you know, I'll, I'll do those instead. So, anyway, all that to say, I just, I'm kind of excited to see how this book feels in order to me now, and I'm yeah. pretty pretty stoked. Yeah, me too. I feel the same. But we can't get to all that until we get through number one. Number one. Uh, number one... On the cover, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but it says, At last, in his own monthly series. So this is Sword Quest. This is written by Chris Claremont, penciled by John Basima, inked by Al Williamson, letters by Tom Orzakowski, and colors by Glennis Oliver. And um, other than the inker, we don't have Klaus Jansen on this issue. We have Al Williamson. But the rest of this team is exactly the same as the first 10 issues of Marvel Comics Presents, where we talked about Wolverine going to Madripoor and kind of his first story there. So I think this is definitely kind of a direct continuation of that story. Yeah. And it definitely plays into similar locale, similar themes, uh, not in this arc, but in the next arc, some of the same characters will show up. So, um... Actually, no, some of them show up in, in issue two and three. So, yeah, so I definitely feel like Marvel Comics Presents was kind of a launch pad to kind of kick into the solo series, and now we're going to follow up on that, that story of, of Wolverine kind of running around by himself in Southeast Asia. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the cover, a classic cover by John Basima, is... Um, Wolverine in front of a full moon, his new black costume and tatters on top of a pile of bodies. To me, this is like the cover that finally delivers on the promise of Wolverine. Yeah. Like, like to me, like in, in comics is a show me, don't tell me medium, right? Yeah. To me, for almost 14 years, we've been told that Wolverine is a super violent, 
borderline psychotic berserker barely keeps the animal in check, you know, rageaholic, whatever. And we've, we've definitely had 14 years of some bad attitude. <laughs> and we haven't really had, like, the mass violence, the murder, whatever. And so now, what they've been telling us about, this cover is like, they're finally showing us. So, like, are we going to get that in the comic finally? And, I, yeah, I think we kind of do. And we'll talk yeah. about that as we go through it. But, but to me, that was kind of the exciting part about this cover is because it's like, oh, we're finally going to see, like, this version of Wolverine that they've been talking about, now we're going to see it. Yeah, and I think especially Junior High Cameron, this was, this is kind of the, even though I didn't buy this book new at the time, but just at that era, that age, when I first really got into to Wolverine and these comics, I mean, this is this is what I was looking for, you know, yeah. right? As we've said before, you know, my, my early... Uh, interest in the Punisher. This is kind of the, the, that transition, right? You know, the kind of gritty anti-hero right. that, I, that I was really looking for, you know, and that, that Wolverine always, like you said, we've been told that that's what he was, but we hadn't really seen it. We'd kind of seen it. They'd Real flashes, it. yeah. We'd have some off-panel scenes right. where it's like, well, I think he's doing something really violent <laughs> now. But, yeah. but yeah, this this cover delivers, and as we'll see, the... I think one of my notes is our uh, our our because uh, we we have been col- keeping track of the on screen on panel kills of Wolverine, and I wrote that's that list is done. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like a, it's like uh, fifteen times more people died than, than he killed in the fourteen years before. Right. <laughs> on panel, it's over. It's over. <laughs> no longer keeping track. Right. Yeah, speaking of going back and getting this issue, I, I did not buy it off the shelf either. I wasn't quite... Uh, this was late, mid-summer 88. I don't think we were quite collecting yet. We were buying some G.I. Joe and just kind of dipping our toe into Punisher and stuff. But... um, My first... The first... I, I So I paid like 40 bucks for this <laughs> when I bought it yeah. as a teenager. As a back issue, a very sought-after back issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's worth that anymore. But <laughs> Probably not. I think the first, I was looking at my mind today, and I think the first one that I have that I bought new is in the, like, 49. And then I have some that I bought later, so I, I think I have up, you know, into like the mid thirties up is what I have. Yeah, already. that's kind of what I had too. But I think I remember that 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 no, a number fifty that looks like a file card kind of. With yes, with this, and I the, think that's one of the first the cutout cover that I bought that I bought like new. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it was I deep, pretty deep into the series, I guess, before I really started buying Wolverine solo books. Yeah, well, I you know I read him in X Men for a while before I ever got around yeah. to checking out the solo series, and some of that was without internet. I mean, I would see it, but I didn't really like. I don't know. I wasn't overly aware that he even necessarily had like a series that came out every month, and yeah. it was so popular. It wasn't always. I don't know if I could have or not. I never asked. I didn't have a subscription service when I was a teenager. I just went. I rode my bike up to the shop, or I went with your aunt when she took us to to Awesome. And I just kind of scrounged around and found what was on the shelf. Like, it wasn't like... 
I had the Punishers pulled out or whatever. It's just whatever we right. found or got. And so I want to say I don't remember seeing a lot of Wolverine on the shelf, probably because it had already been sold. <laughs> yeah, I guess comic shops did that back then, but I don't remember ever. I mean, I, I, I remember that you could you could subscribe through the, like, through the comic right. from Marvel itself, and they would mail it to you, but I never yeah. did that. And I, I, I assume comic shops did this, but I didn't know as a kid. Yeah, no, I, I got a car where I could regularly go myself, you know, but as you mentioned earlier in our, in our storyline, once I got a car, other things started happening. And so <laughs> we got less committed to the comic book reading. Right. Yeah. I think, I think Rama Lama is the first time I ever started using a uh, subscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I missed that place. I'm pretty sure they went out of business. Because they bagged and boarded every comic. I think they were they were too good. They gave you too but much. It was so great. Too big of a discount. But yeah, that was, was a great that was a great shop. Maybe not the best business model, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. So, um, so anyway, do you, do you love this cover as much as I do? I do. This is the you know the we cross into kind of the Wolfman Wolverine almost a little this, bit. Yeah, but Sima does that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, this it's a great it's a great cover. All right. Well, we also have the treat. Uh, Marvel started doing this in the late '80s on some of their kind of premiere books. Uh, we have a back cover. Yeah. We have a John Byrne kind of black and white split background, and Wolverine in his old costume, smoking a little cigarette, kind of standing in the background. And it's it was really fun to see John Byrne return to the character even if yeah. just for a, a back cover. But I thought it looked really great, too. Yeah, I liked it a lot. The The way he plays with the, the costume, where the dark brown parts are black, and then he kind of fades that into the black background, yeah. particularly his uh, right hand in the black section, his glove is blacked out, and you just see the claws. Yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very cool. Plus, I mean, John Byrne, enough said. And John Byrne, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still with the little cigarillo cigarette. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He hadn't got the memo that we're shifting to cigar. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a very, definitely badass. Sweet. All right, well, so we start off in Telembang, a small out-of-the-way island in the heart of the Indonesian... Archipelago, Archipelagio, Archipeggio, I don't know. Oh. And we have Captain, we what's up? I was going we opened with a big fat guy getting kicked right in the chest. Yeah, Captain Fatso, the pirate, <laughs> um, as he's called, is being kicked by an airline pilot who doesn't appreciate being kidnapped. No, doesn't and like The pirate captain doesn't appreciate being embarrassed in front of his mateys um our mateys yeah and we have of course the narration box talking about kind of what's going on i I either just didn't notice this as a kid or it didn't mean the same thing to me we have kind of another just casual reference to rape yeah i noticed that as well yeah the pirates are like oh you know they kidnapped the crew Maybe had some torture, did worse to the women. Um, and we show a, a, a scene of a bunch of women tied up and tattered. Well, I think I've, I've learned as an adult 
that there was a lot more of that in our movies that we didn't pick up on either. Yes, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Going back it's and just watching, an 80s thing, I think. Watching 80s movies with my kids, you realize how much how much more darkness there was in those movies. Yeah. That don't really exist in most kids movies today, but I didn't really notice at the time. I didn't think about it, but Right. Yeah. Yep, and so we, we find out that, that the survivors after the tortures and the assaults and whatever will be sold on the black market as slaves. Uh, I like, I kind of thought it was interesting, kind of the, we, we cut to a section. Oh, I didn't even realize in the shadows that the captain's getting beheaded. Oh, wow. I didn't, I don't. I didn't catch that. But um, so I think it's interesting, or Claremont does the three kind of, Lady hostages that one's like, Mother of mercy, blessed Buddha, receive his soul as another one. And then the other one, the third one's like, We're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. <laughs> so, um, so the pirates, you know, they do their thing, and then, um, we see some eyes in the jungle with the one guard guarding the plane. And, uh, what happened? Where, what, who belongs, or who the eyes belong to? Of course, Wolverine. Yeah. Peeking in on this guy lighting his cigarette. Yeah. And he uh, breaks his neck. Yep. We have a two page four. First kill. First uh, very, very graphic. Yeah. Panel kill. Yep. That guy's tongue is hanging out. He's uh, he's getting his what for. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be humorous or not. But so he breaks his neck and his tongue kind of goes, eh. And when he falls on the ground, his tongue is still hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. Then that was funny. I thought um, that was funny. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not. But. <laughs> yeah. So we see our, our black clad figure not tripping the trip wires because he's just that good. He just knows. Yeah. And then we see one of the pirates about to, uh, <laughs> quote unquote, have fun with one of the lady hostages. We get off panel, a snicked and a snacked. He drops his machete and he's dead. And there's claw holes in his chest. Yeah. Which in the the page before with the neck break, I thought that's probably a neck break, but it could just be a knockout. I think the snap kind of gives it away. I think it's pretty it's pretty clear, but I thought it's some great. Maybe he's not dead, and then the next page is like, oh, that guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is a different kind of book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. not just not just the claws, but a big old blood patch around him, which he didn't, you know, was you saw that some, but not as much, you know. No, not an uncanny. You don't see not much. Not uncanny. So At least not like, yet. Yeah, and I enjoyed that we got a, a snicked and the corresponding snacked. Oh yeah. Uh, snacks are kind of few and far between, so I always enjoy when we see them. And that was interesting too. A natural reaction, and we see that we see this. This is like an X Men trope, and maybe even a, just a comic superhero trope in general. I think the same thing applies to Batman pretty frequently. But where they save somebody, and the person's like just as scared of them as they are of the bad guy. Yeah. And to be fair, this guy just stabbed the the assailant with three claws out of his hands. I'd be pretty freaked out too. But she's kind of reaching for the machete, doesn't really know what to do. Wolverine, or our hero, tells her to stay there. He's going to go after his friend. Yeah, the scent he's following. 
And this guy is uh, tied up, strung up in his undies. Wolverine finds him, says it's a Logan. This guy's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Logan's dead. And of course that, you know, I'm guessing was referring to, you know, the uh, fall of the mutant story where the X-Men are presumed dead. <laughs> but just as he finds him, the pirates come in with the girl that Wolverine just saved. And then we, on page nine, we get a full page splash. That is a Wolverine classic panel. Whenever you see, like, ultimate additions to, like, Wolverine collections, this one is always included. And I love how he says, so his line is, talk is cheap, bub. You want my hide? Take it, if you can. If you can, I know. <laughs> it's such a great, crazy Wolverine. He's snarling yeah. with the teeth and almost like he was in the dark and someone shined. It's almost like a, like a rat who's in the dark and someone shined a light on it. Right. And it's like, bah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also like in the pirates in the bottom of page eight how most of the pirates look like modern pirates, as they would like you know like the dreadnoughts or any of the other people we've talked about that are kind of pirate ish. Right. And then there's this one guy with a striped shirt on that looks like he's dressed up like an old timey pirate. He's he looks like me. Yeah. Even his not his sword is like an old cutlass. He's got a little headband. <laughs> it's like he's uh, just got for Captain Hook ship. Yeah, yeah, Shmi. He's uh, kicking it old oh, yeah. school. Yeah. He's he took it to he's cosplaying. Right, right. Uh, he's cosplaying pirate. The rest of them are legit pirates. All the other pirates hate him. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure. He has to swab the deck uh, repeatedly. <laughs> Maybe he's the nephew of the captain. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want to be a pirate too. Oh, fine, matey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but I do love this panel, and of course, from page nine to page ten, we get the classic Wolverine line. I'm the best there is at what I do. So we'll come back. We'll talk about the art some more later. But I really, I, I like this page a lot. Yeah, the great fight scene. Yeah, but what I do best isn't very nice. And he starts mowing through pirates with his claws. Just cutting them down. Taking bullets, taking stabs. Yep, they shoot him with machine guns. Um, And like how he says the bullets burn like fire. When it killed anyone else, they just make me mad. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, this this is the payoff right here. This is the Wolverine that we've all wanted to see. Right. Just destroying everybody and although still not as as bloody as what we'll see once the 90s hit but no but i'm okay with that i don't need yeah. it to be like excessively gory i'm just kind of excited to see him kind of in his quote-unquote element that we've been yeah been shown because we have a full like a full two pages of him just mowing down pirates there's yeah. even a panel where they dogpile on him and he like picks them up yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting that Claremont says because Wolverine, you know, he's really strong, but he's not like super humanly strong necessarily. But when, yeah. he, when this panel he talks about, he doesn't talk about Wolverine having like superhuman strength. He talks about the strength of his unbreakable bones. So yeah. almost like the weight and the strength of his bones is what's picking the people up. So I thought that was an interesting kind of way, kind of a sly way to kind of sneak that in there. Well, he says on there about his healing factor making him stronger, way stronger than normal. Yes, he's definitely stronger than like 
a regular dude his size. But we, we don't see him like though like lifting cars or yeah, yeah. I mean, no no Superman or Herculean feats. Right, right. But yeah, but there's like easily like five or six people he picks up like with his right arm there. <laughs> right. And throws them through a wall. I like that too. I like the way they I like time. It's the first issue of the series. I enjoyed how they kinda they kinda laid it out. The de- you know, they kinda defined Wolverine. But not in an overly wordy or campy way. Just kind of as we're going, they're just kind of telling this everything the story of Wolverine in the backdrop of this crazy fight that's playing out. Right. And giving us all the reveals that we've had for the last 16 years. Yeah. 14. Yeah. 14 years. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Claremont kind of, as we're having this fight kind of gives like a summary Wolverine history lesson. It's almost like this issue. And and when we get into when he starts speaking Japanese and all that, it's almost like this issue is a, everything we know about Wolverine up to this point, let's (laughs) lay it all out there. This is everything, bits of all the bits we've, we've uncovered. Right. Plenty more to come, but that's what a series is. At least this is where the idea was, I think, that this series would then take us into all those unknowns. Right. Which it does and doesn't throughout its history. But well, I think in classic number one fashion, Claremont yeah. kind of says, this is everything we know. Now, where are we going to go next? And kind of uses it right. as like a... A foundation, a launch pad, whatever. Kind of let's clear all that out of the way and then move forward. So the girl that Wolverine saves is going to run, but then she sees Wolverine's friend, Mr. Kojima. She wonders why he was tortured so badly, and she kind of cradles him in her arms. Nomuro Kojima is his name. Um, and we find out who he is. He's the personal secretary of Mariko. Of course, the love of Wolverine's life at this point. And Wolverine, so you know, it's interesting because right now in continuity, they have a very strained relationship where she is asked for Wolverine to kind of butt out so she can clean up her family. Yeah. And Wolverine's respected that, and so we get the idea that the she did not contact him to help with this because it says you know I heard that he was on a plane that went missing and I you know went to take care of it myself pretty much. Like, so even though Mariko may not even know or ever find out that he did this, like, his love for her is so strong that he's trying to protect the people she cares about, whether he gets credit for anything or not. I thought that was actually, like, really, you know, one of the things that I love about Wolverine, and we've we've mentioned this, I don't know, hundreds of times probably, (laughs) but but kind of the contrast of striving for, like, the nobility, the samurai, versus kind of the berserker animal and kind of that that balance that back and forth that that inner struggle and this is definitely one of those samurai type moments that he doesn't do it because he's trying to like say hey look i saved your friend let's be lovers again or you know like can we call off like the cold shoulder like he just does it because he loves her and he wants to help her regardless and that's very noble to me and i don't know it's really that that was cool, especially like in the backdrop of an issue where he's been kind of just cutting people down and going nuts. It's I like that Claremont t- still ties the two together. Thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I concur. You concur. All right. So what happens next? 
So at this point, the fight begins to wear down, and we're left with just the captain who's looking to see if anybody's alive and for some reason thinks they're just kidding, maybe. I don't know why. <laughs> if I don't know if he actually thinks that the, the his uh, crew is just joking or if he's just hoping. <laughs> um, but he's saying, you know, where is everybody? Is anybody there? And then, of course, we have the great Wolverine emerging from the mist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm here. That's a great panel. That's a very great panel. Very good panel. Kind of a lot, it's like a shadow, just lines. Yeah. Coming through a mist. This is a really good panel. Anyway, so the captain grabs a blonde lady, puts a knife to her neck, and basically says he's going to slit her throat if Wolverine doesn't leave him alone. And so he gets on a little ship, starts to get away, thinking he's free. Wolverine watches essentially as the the stewardess from earlier emerges out of the boat and shoots the captain without yeah. the captain noticing it. Yep. And Wolverine says that he knew that was going to happen because he could smell her. Yeah, he could smell her and the gun. And the gun, yeah. Yeah. And so he knew that that guy was, wasn't going to get away. So. And so from there, we have a little bit more where Wolverine tries to talk with, uh, uh, with Noburu to figure out what exactly... The issue is Nobuo reveals that this cult of the Black Blade is trying to get the the, the Muramasa sword. Wolverine's trying to get more information out of him, but he but he's dying, and so he's kind of giving him kind of pieces of information about Mariko and what's happening, and about person bringing the blade uh, from the U.S. arriving in this Madripoor place. Uh, and so Wolverine, of course, is gonna follow up on that. Yeah, it's going to arrive tomorrow at the Madripoor airport. That's right. And then the Nobura dies uh, in Wolverine's arms in a heartfelt scene. Well, he does kind of speak a little more about the sword. He says, the sword of evil can corrupt, consume Oh, yeah. He adds souls. that more about the uh, what the sword itself does, which I thought was interesting. As Wolverine kind of covers his, his I don't know, friend <laughs> yeah with the sheet um he says at hotel mariko that he died an honorable death yes a true samurai yep so we cut to the airport yeah with a uh headline in the newspaper about the plane that was hijacked yep kind of tying it all together and it says the survivors owe lives to mystery savior which we of course know is wolverine yeah and so Wolverine is thinking about this as he's watching. We get a little bit of back, back uh, history of the cult. The um, what do I call it? The cult of cult of the Black Blade. Cult of the Black. That's right. Cult of the Black Blade. Um, about how they had been around for a long time, had merged in the 1920s, and that the U.S. Had, thought it had destroyed them after World War II, um, but didn't work apparently because they're still there. And so we have Lindsay McCobb getting off the plane, who's the actress that the X-Men had stayed with in San Francisco. Yes. She was roommates with, uh, uh, what's her name? Jessica Drew. Jessica uh, Drew. Previously known as Spider-Woman, though at this point in continuity, she is uh, supposedly powerless. Oh, yeah, that's true. So she's touristing through Madripoor. She says she is anyway. Right. And so the Wolverine's following her. Turns out the cult of the Black Hand is following her. Black Hand, the cult of the Black Blade is following <laughs> her. 
And so, but Wolverine slashes her tires, and so they can't follow her, actually. Yeah. So what do you think of Wolverine's, like, almost like private eye method here? It looks like... Basically, he's just standing in the airport trying to figure out who has the sword. Yeah. And he says, I'm watching the people, but more importantly, I'm watching who watches them. Yeah. And so when McCabe walks by, some guys in suits start following her. He's like, oh, that's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. He looks like he looks like he just walked out of the Rockford Files because he looks like <laughs> kind of got old man clothes on. But I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily old man for the '80s. But he's got an eye patch, an old, old hat. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, of course, he's afraid that she's going to recognize him. Yeah, but she doesn't for whatever reason. He says, "I've changed a lot since we saw her last." I don't, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure what he means by that. He put on an eye patch. Yeah. So, but she doesn't recognize him, at least not yet. And so she gets to a big hotel, very fancy hotel. They introduce the idea of Madripoor being deeply uh, divided between the super rich and the super poor. Right. And as she gets into her, the hotel room, there's two fancy people waiting for her, and the yeah. bellhop shoves her. So, real fast before we get too far, I do want to want to mention when Wolverine slashed the tire. Yeah, yeah like a real fast snick snacked as he snicked, yeah. popped his claws in and out of the tire at lightning speed. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so there. So then they start dumping her clothes out because they're looking for the sword, but she doesn't have the sword. And so Wolverine kicks the door open and destroys the door. That's a hell of a kick. Just exp- <laughs> the door explodes. Yeah. Pieces <laughs> with this cook. And he says, pardon me all the blazes, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of a weird, kind of a weird expression, but okay. Right. Uh, but he beats the crap out of the uh, bellhop and uses the bellhop to beat the crap out of the, the dude in the suit. And then the lady in green puts the gun on Wolverine and he says, I could easily take care of her, but I don't want to reveal my claws because he doesn't want to be recognized and so he kind of yeah. lets her how about lets that her have the drop on him right how about that wolverine face on the bottom of page 29 that's it's an old man face right there yeah he looks like a jack uh, jack lemon john lemon who am i thinking of jack lemon maybe jack lemon is uh the character on 30 rock oh no no it's not oh that's a Liz Lemon. Yeah. Who's the guy that was in, like, Grumpy Old Man, and he was in all the old, lots and lots of old movies? Walter Matthau? Yeah, but the other guy. Oh. Something uh, Lemon. Yeah, I think it's Jack. I don't remember. But I'm thinking of Walter Matthau, anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, what he looks, that's what he looks like right there. Yeah. That's right. He looked like Jimmy Carter in an earlier panel, but I figured we'd talk, <laughs> we'd talk about art later, I figured. But yeah, and then uh, McC- McCabe drops a uh, base on that lady's head, so a lamp, yeah. I mean, a lamp, yeah. Um, and so she doesn't recognize Wolverine. She recognizes Wolverine from the airport, that right? He her, but she still doesn't recognize him as Wolverine. So that's a little suspicious. So she picks up the gun and turns it on him. And so she basically ends up giving up the idea that she spoke to Nobu. No, um. Who did she say she spoke to? She, she spoke to Nomburo, or Oh, yeah, it was Nomburo. Yeah, But, but Wolverine's Nomburo. like, oh, it wasn't him. He's dead on an island. 
that he, it, he had died a faker. A week, he had died a week ago, which is, I guess, the earlier. So now we know this is a week later. Right. And she says that they spoke to him yesterday and that her partner, who has the the, um, the sword, is going to meet him. Right. And so Wolverine says, which means she could well be on her way to her own funeral. Yeah, and that da, thought da, da. is worthy of a cigar. That's right. Lights it up. Next, the Black Blade. The Black Blade. Yeah, all right. So, what do you think of the art? I really like Busima a lot, except there are just randomly, I do not like the way he draws Wolverine's face. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the same thing with uh, when me and John Wilson did the Marvel Comics present story. There's just random times where I feel like who else have we talked about that did that? Yeah, there's been one or few, one or two other artists that have been the same way. Uh, they'll be really good and just suddenly, like out of nowhere, have an awful panel. <laughs> there's been a couple where it's like they're not the face. They just in general don't draw his face very good. Right. But Busima, it's like there are several where it's great. Yeah. And then there are several where he looks like a chimpanzee, <laughs> or like I mentioned, he looked like Jimmy Carter in one of them. And then the other one where he looks like Walter Matthau. Just strange faces that he, that he... But I don't notice it with any of the other characters. Everybody else's face looks, to me, I think, looks pretty um, pretty consistent throughout the comic. Well, no one else really runs through the whole issue. Well, that's true. So... But even like like the captain, for example, is he's in quite a few panels. Yeah. But his face looks pretty much the same. Yeah. The, Lindsay McCabe's face pretty much the same running through the panels she's in. True. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you're, I mean, obviously he, Wolverine's in there a lot more, but it's right. it's just it's interesting how there are panels where his face is so different. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like it's like uh, they had to recast an actor like halfway through the issue. <laughs> yeah, except only periodically. It's like they right. drawn like they had, they had drawn pages. Four, nine, and fifteen already. Right. Yeah. They're reshooting all the scenes in between. <laughs> we got to reshoot today. Where's Wolverine? Oh no! All right, well, grab a stunt double. Yeah, get that guy. He's got pointy hair. Yeah, but otherwise, I, I like that kind of. I like the way I receive draws. I like kind of the. It is a little more comic strippy, I think. Definitely, there's definitely sketchy and less detailed like in the backgrounds and stuff yeah which i think fits to me fits this story well because this is kind of i don't know it kind of reminds me of that it's kind of like an adventure an adventure story yeah you know um very indiana jonesy kind of very indiana jones i also thought of and maybe this is just because i very recently listened to these episodes on how did this get made but it kind of had like a old serial feel kind of like phantom shadow yeah um not to compare this to those terrible terrible movies no. but with that same kind of vibe of like this high adventure exotic locale cursed objects pirates i mean it's kind of a, like a checklist of what any 12 or 13 year old in 1988 would have wanted to read yeah with a lot more violence. Yeah, but that would have been okay with us with us too. 
yeah because that's what we wanted to read so right yeah yeah i agree and it, it fits well and it because this story kind of, it's kind of it's a it's kind of timeless in that this could like i was thinking about this this could just as easily be a flashback of wolverine back in the 40s or back in the 50s doing pretty much the same other than like the airport obviously is all modern looking but uh, yeah the story the tracking down the sword the fight in the pirates it's all very just could exist at any time and so yeah i, I like kind of the 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 older art the older is not the right word but kind of the, the sketchier art i guess is the way you described it yeah what do you think of the colors i felt like in the in the pirate part, I enjoyed the colors a lot. Yeah. And then in the last part, they got oddly brighter, I thought. Which I guess because they're now, in, it's not night, and they're at the airport in the fancy hotel. Right, and then the nice part of Madripoor, so... Yeah. I think fun. it's mostly just because McCabe's sweater, her yellow sweater, is so bright. <laughs> that it, it really sets off everything else and looks so yellow and so bright right and so canaryish yeah so as an x-men fan glennis oliver is one of my favorite colorist for yeah. marvel or really for any comics of the 80s and even i don't remember when she started but late 70s 80s whatever so there's there's a thing that happened in the mid 80s at marvel where they started kind of trying their hand at some digital coloring and it happened in some books, and I've talked about this a little bit before, yeah. but Uncanny X-Men, Amazing Spider-Man, um, Fantastic Four, all stayed with kind of classic com- comic book coloring. Yeah. And so the Oliver we've had up to this point, and even what she did in Marvel Comics Presents was more of the old school coloring, which was maybe not as bright, but just looked really good on the page. Here, she kind of switches to what we've been seeing in, say, Alpha Flight or Avengers, which is kind of the new modern coloring. And some of it looks really good. Some of it I kind of compared to New Coke, (laughs) which is like, it's just kind of, this is the new thing for the sake of being the new thing. Um, I think looking at it historically as a whole, I would say that her previous style of coloring holds up better than this style. Yeah. But it's not bad. But like you said, there are parts of it that look almost, like you said, comic strippy, like from a newspaper. Yeah. But then the the opening page, the purple in the sky and the uniforms all look really good. Yeah. There's definitely highlights. And Oliver is still a a fantastic colorist, but... I wish it looked more like the coloring in Uncanny. I think it would have gave it more kind of subtlety that would have looked really sweet. Yeah, and I think it, it's most... To me, I didn't notice it as much until this the last part of the story. Right. Because it, it got a lot brighter. And again, like we said, maybe because it's the location, but the colors all seem a lot more separate rather than kind of bleeding together, which is kind of more... In the earlier ones and so yeah it gives it that it reminded me especially that one panel on page 29 where the where the guy in the suit is kind of pulling the gun and falling over it really reminded me of like the the older comics that would be in the comic strips in the newspaper 
Right. Like, as a kid, you'd be reading, you know, Peanuts and all those, and then they'd have those ones that were like for, I guess, older kids or grownups, maybe. Old people, I think, is the word you're looking for. That looked like, like this. No, Mary Worth is that was that one? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I never read them. I just it was always be like like a detective story or like a, a grown up family story, and this is kind of what that reminded me of. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. But not bad, just not as good. I think. Yeah. All right. Well, what else? What else you want to talk about? I really, I thought the story was really fun. We already kind of talked about the things that it reminded us of, but all of those to me were enjoyable reminders. Yeah. Plus, we got to see Wolverine cut loose and cut people. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a, it was a great. I think they did a really good job of of introducing a new series. I mean, it's like everything that you wanted Wolverine to do in the X Men that he didn't usually do. Or couldn't always do because he's working with a lot of other people. There's a lot of other things going on. And or they're fighting superheroes. And so it, this is just gritty Wolverine in the dark, which is just what, what you want to see. You know, what, what right. you wanted to see sometimes, not always. but And so, yeah, everything about it. The Pirates, it was just fun. It was fun. It was interesting. I, I want to I wanna keep reading. I want to know more about the sword. Right. I want to know what happens to whoever, Missy or Jesse, I mean. Yeah. Partner. Yeah, which we'll find out. Uh, yeah. Minor spoiler, since they don't say Jessica, they just say Jesse. But if you remember who Je- uh, Lindsay's roommate is, you know it's Jessica Drew. Oh, yeah. And so we'll see her come back. So obviously, we both really enjoyed this issue, had a lot of fun reading it, talking about it. How high are you going to go for Wolverine number one? Um, I think I've probably put it at a five. Yeah. All right, me too. Because uh, I think it's still not, I don't know, six, six seems a little too much. I was a little <laughs> too generous on the last podcast. So I think I little, Trying to make up for it. Stronger on this one, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it still had, there's, you know, there are panels with his faces that, that aren't in as enjoyable and the, the color shift is kind of strange. Yeah, I agree. It's almost at that top notch for me. And I, I kind of was on the fence between a five and a six, but I think at the end, I I settled for a five out of six claws as well. Yeah. But that said, don't, I mean, please don't, listeners, hear that as any kind of slight. Um, if you haven't read this in a while, I would definitely recommend going back to it. Or if you've never read it at all, then definitely, like, you know, find a trade, find one of the, uh, the like, the Wolverine sagas or... Uh, the um, uh, the what do they call them like big hardcover special editions I don't remember what Marvel okay. calls them but um, get one of those or get on Marvel Unlimited like if you've never read this or haven't read it in a while I highly recommend kind of delving back into this series um, yeah I did too it was, it was a great first issue not quite perfect issue. but really really great yep yep alright cool well uh Closing thoughts. Any? I don't really have much to say besides just kind of gushing over it. I'm excited to. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Like like you said, I and and like you, I haven't really read anything of the early Wolverine series. Honestly, I don't think I've been like I said until this till the ones I started buying myself in the late 30s. I don't think I've read a single issue. Nice. So this is all. This will all be new to me. 
And Very so I'm cool. excited about that, and I'm excited about reading it along with as we continue pushing through Uncanny to a degree. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll Being we'll still definitely talk about it. Um, how those things intersect or don't, depending on whether <laughs> what, what storyline we're talking about. Right. I will say I've been trying to look ahead a little bit, and the chronology is going to be a bitch. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll do the best we can. And we have decided, in case I haven't officially declared it, I think I have. But we are going to approach the flashbacks in more of a story-by-story story method instead of trying to, like, do, like, a publication month at a time, like, this part of this story and this part of this story. We'll kind of do arcs together yeah. as a whole. So I think it'll be more enjoyable for our listeners and probably yeah. for us as well. Um, yeah. So, cool. Well, all right. Well, next time we will... uh. We'll talk about Wolverine number two and number three. We will finish up this uh, this first story arc. Uh, I don't know if that'll be the next episode, but it will it will be the next flashback. So we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. Me and Cameron have to work out some uh, some plans. I'm making sure we both have the issues at hand, but I think we came up with a pretty good solution to that situation. So um, anyway, uh, that'll be what's what's coming down the pipe. Cameron, where can people find you? You can find me at Twitter, at Cameron Sinclair. Or if you want to take some online history courses, you can find me at Brookhaven College. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you should do that. Yeah. I'm personally done with school for a while, but <laughs> if you're not, then hey. If you're not, or you're just like, hey, I want to take a history class. Yeah, it would be fun. I don't know, really, but... No, I, I think it would. I bet. I bet it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That anyway. sounded a lot more patronizing than I meant. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, yeah, I haven't. I, I, I'm kind of sick of social media right now, so I'm, I haven't it's, done much. But it's tough going. It's tough yeah. going. Tw- Twitter, I don't. I'm I'm okay on Twitter. I don't get as mad on Twitter. Facebook is really driving me crazy lately. Yeah. So I, 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 I still show up on Twitter a little bit more often. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Well, as usual, uh, for the podcast, like the Facebook page, which, by the way, we're almost to 50 likes, you know, four years later. Um, so go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and round that up. <laughs> y'all, y'all guys, let's get the remaining four or five likes we need to... Come hit, on, people! Yeah, just do it, and just then invite your friends. Say, you know, you can you can suggest a page to someone and say, "I think you would like this page." Yeah, do it know. to all your friends, even if a couple of them like it just because you told them to. Right, it's something, right? That's okay. I mean, it's a little prostitutey, but <laughs> you know what? I've I've never been below that or above that. Which one is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like we can go a long way with either of those things. <laughs> so maybe we leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, yes. So, uh, of course, Twitter is at SnickCast. Email us, SnickCast at Yahoo.com. Show notes and stuff are at SnickCast.Podbean.com. So I want to thank Cameron, obviously, for uh, for doing the this episode, as usual, but also all the flashbacks going all the way back to episode number 10 when we covered Wolverine's first appearance. You know, thank you so much for, for doing these with me. Uh, it's been yeah. a real yeah. treat kind of talking about comics with my best friend, and I, I hope 
And I feel like, you know, we have a not a large listenership, but a steady listenership. So I feel like at least a handful of you are really enjoying our, our banter and our kind of the way we talk about comics with each other. So I hope that continues. At least they pretend they do and keep downloading. So. Right. Yeah. Or you're all robots. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, it's been kind of, an, I, I joke that we kind of missed the, the anniversary, but um, just looking back, I've, I've really enjoyed the show and, uh, yeah, so just thank you, Cameron, for, for doing it with me. Definitely. Thank you for including me, yeah. right? especially after my podcast went defunct. It's right. been nice to keep my toe in the podcast world through uh, through Wolverine. There you go. So uh, we're going to leave it at that before the bourbon makes me too mushy. And uh, <laughs> we will see you guys next time. So thanks for listening. Thank you to... Yeah, I'll give a special shout out to Pat. He's been really waiting along. I know a lot of listeners have been waiting for this episode and for this issue. He has been very vocally been waiting for this episode. And I just want to say, Pat, we did it. We're here. I hope this episode lived up to what you wanted. But also, Pat is one of our very oldest listeners. Not like old, like he's 90, but like... He has vocalized his support for the show way back when and has just consistently been, been a great fan. So, Pat, I hope this rewards your um, patience with us. And for everybody else, hope you also have enjoyed this episode. So, I'm going to put my hand up in the air. So everybody else put your hand up in the air. And let's all do a digital high five right now. High five. All right. Is that a digital sound? No, it's more of like a buzzer. <laughs> Like the Joker just shook your hand. Um, <laughs> you just buzzed me. <laughs> I buzzed you. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we'll see you later. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye. And snacks. <laughs>